Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. We are finally in the new year of 2023, and may I say, Happy New Year. <laughs> this, this is the time of the year for New Year's resolutions and predictions and that type of thing. And, you know, I'm not one that has ever made a lot of New Year's resolutions. I just haven't. Um, I've made a few here and there, but I don't usually wait for a date on a calendar to self-evaluate. I am constantly looking to improve myself, but in a, in a biblical way. I, I really want myself to be less noticeable and Christ to be seen through me even more. But, but we are in control of our own actions and attitudes since, you know, God gave us a free will, right? So I look for areas of my life that, um, that I, I could use, that, that really could use work and, and to make a, a concerted effort to be better in those areas. There are times when I don't succeed <laughs> and I have to reevaluate what I'm doing to improve. But like I said, I, I, I don't really use a calendar to drive those changes. One thing I do find uh, fun and, and interesting are the, the New Year's predictions. Those, those to me are a lot more interesting. It is, and it is interesting to me to, to look back and see what we thought would happen in the future and then see how accurate those predictions were. <laughs> Today, let's, let's look back uh, at 2022 and see how correct those prognostications were and, and, and then maybe make a few predictions for this, this year ourselves. Uh, Jason Heiner writes for CNET.com and on January 4th of 2022, he published an article called Five Ways the world will change in 2022. Uh, CNET's predictions for the year ahead. And he says that even before the monumentous, monumentous events of 2020 and 2021 shook up the planet, the tectonic plates of culture, society, and technology were already shifting to reshape the world. The pandemic took those changes and accelerated them. Accelerated them in, in some cases threw them into chaos. <laughs> and so here are his uh, five themes that uh, he thought would reshape 2022. Number one, the pandemic and the future of health would be different. In other words, COVID-19 largely caught the world by surprise, he says. And when the World Health Organization declared the pandemic on March 11th of 2020, few of us suspected that it would lead to two years of shutdowns, social distancing, and disruptions. Things appeared to be normalizing in mid-2021 when then the, the Delta variant and later the Omicron variant touched off renewed shutdowns. Now, let me say this. There were quite a few of, of us that saw the lockdowns coming. Um, I will say that I was definitely one of them. We did... Um, we did talk about that here on the podcast, that uh, some of what we saw in the reaction to the virus was definitely not something that 
uh, we were uh, a fan of or or liked to see that direction going. Uh, the reason we saw this coming was because power is a very hard thing to take away from people. When they discovered that they had the power to make you do whatever they wanted you to do, that they could uh, make it so that you would not go to uh, to work or uh, you, they made it so you couldn't physically go to church or, or even stores. Well, that was intoxicating to them. I mean, that kind of power just, just really, uh, turned on some of these, these terrible leaders that should have been in these positions anyway, and in the first place. And they were not about to give up that, that kind of power unless they were forced to. Now he goes on to say that will 2022 be the year that COVID-19 transitions from a pandemic to an uh, uh, endemic? Well, that's what we're all hoping for, of course, but there's no going back to 2019. For example, expect more of the world to follow Asia's lead, where people have been wearing masks in public for years if they were sick, and and he says out of courtesy to the people around them, or immune compromised. Now, (laughs) in this part, you really start to hear the lie that was, and and really still is, uh, regurgitated over and over again. The, The masks work, and if you don't wear one, you're selfish type of thing. Now, we knew from, from the very beginning, um, that, that the the threat that COVID uh, virus was um, was not going to be squelched by by a mask. I mean, the, the 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 virus cells are way too small to be captured in an improperly fitted mask made of cloth or something uh, to make any difference whatsoever. But that if if you say it over and over again enough, there's going to be people that that are scared by it and they're going to believe it's true. But to the prediction. They they were somewhat correct, as there definitely were more people wearing masks after the pandemic here uh, in public now than ever. I mean, I, I just went to the store the other day and still saw a number of people wearing the mask. Um, and, and healthcare, he says, will never be the same post-pandemic. Um, expect telehealth to become commonplace now that a lot of people have been exposed to using video calls for health visits. The COVID-19 vaccine will forever change the way that vaccines and potentially other therapies are created, is what he says. It's not unusual for vaccines to take a decade to develop, but these were created in 10 months using genetics and mRNA technology. This could prove to be one of the most important medical breakthroughs of the century. Wow. Wow. Where, wow. Where they went wrong here. The, the, now the MRNA technology has, has been researched for a long time. There's no doubt about it, right? There is a reason though, that it has not been approved before now. Now that it, it has been approved and, and millions of people around, uh, around the world have, have been their, their live guinea pigs. Uh, we are seeing why it was never approved in the first place. First of all, it it, it doesn't work. I mean, it's, it's not really a vaccine. It doesn't stop the transmission of the virus. And second, we are now seeing the terrible effects uh, 
of this. But the but the healthcare industry and and big pharma and the government are still pushing the jab. I mean, in fact, I just heard a commercial just the other day. Uh, I think it was a radio commercial, if I remember right. And it said this. It said, if you just got your booster last September, it's time to get another. <laughs> really? I mean, that means that they they want you to get one every three months. Why? Why? Uh, and, and you know, you know something that I, I could almost make into a prediction here is that what we're seeing now is a lot of um, younger people are just not getting the booster. They're not getting that. They, they've basically said, I'm done. This is, this is ridiculous. I'm not buying this anymore. I'm done. And so you could almost say, well, you know, the, the, the uh, people are turning away from the healthcare industry because it has shown itself uh, to, to have prostituted itself uh, for political power and for money. Um, but, but they, but they are correct here in, in this prediction in that healthcare will never be the same again. I just say that it's just not going to be in a good way <laughs> that, 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 uh, people will not trust the healthcare industry, uh, ever again, the way that they did at one time. All right. Number two, he says a hybrid work and great resignation. It says work and school were perhaps the most disrupted aspects of life during the pandemic. While schools largely returned in person, work has been a far slower process. Many employees have de- uh, decided that they prefer to work uh, and, and have a work-life balance of remote work, and many have migrated to be closer to family or moved farther away from city centers to have more space and fresh air. Meanwhile, Many employers have become infatuated with the productivity gains of remote work and the ability to scale down their commercial real estate holdings for significant cost savings. And that is all completely true. The most surprising trend that's likely to continue, they say, to gain steam in 2022 is the great resignation. More people are quitting their jobs and reprioritizing their lives than ever. Well, that, that one didn't come true. The great resignation ended at the beginning of 2022. And instead of finding another job, many able-bodied workers just quit and stayed home. I mean, it was not worth it to find another job when the government will just give you what you need to survive, right? I mean, that's uh, ha, ha, is there a business out there that doesn't have a help wanted sign in their window? Just crazy. All right, number three, crypto, uh, inflation, and what's next for finances. He says money and personal finances also remain in the midst of a tectonic shift. In in November, in, in, inflation hit its highest level since 1982 at 6.8. The inflation of real estate and cars will be closely watched in 2022 after eye-watering numbers in 2021. The stock market's bull run looks likely to continue with interest rates at such low levels. But its volatile swings are getting more pronounced. There's a big question about whether tech and other growth stocks have run out of steam or are getting ready to uh, for another run. Well, here they strike out big time. <laughs> I mean, I mean this this was not a good prediction. Uh, the stock market was not bullish 
um, it, it turned into a bear market uh, last year. And the inflation rate grew because of all the government spending and, and, the, and their policies. I mean, tech companies are laying off people in droves right now. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that non-tech companies are looking for is maybe picking up some of these guys that are getting fired now from, uh, from tech oriented companies. Um, and so where it was harder to find, um, tech type people before, because they were all gobbled up by these companies. Now they're now, you know, companies are, are looking to, to, to get some of these guys that have been laid off in, in just, like I say, in droves. Uh, speaking of growth, um, cryptocurrencies have been um, have been breaking new highs and attracting more interest, is what he said. Um, the crypto exchange app Coinbase passed TikTok and YouTube to become the most downloaded app in Apple's App Store a couple times in 2021. Some views of the world's most popular cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, uh, as a hedge against inflation and politicians, athletes, and others started taking uh, their paychecks in Bitcoin in 2021. Uh, We'll see if your employer will offer that option to you in 2022. Well, oops. (laughs) Then FTX happened, right? Cryptocurrencies are are really, what they are is they're, they're, they're just monopoly money. And they have value because enough people have faith and trust in the company offering them to, to make them valuable. They, they will exchange you something that you want for that particular monopoly money. Now, I'm not saying that you should never have anything to do with cryptocurrencies. Uh, there, there are some advantages to having, you know, something uh, with them. Uh, and, and, and crypto did hit all-time highs in 2022, but then it came crashing down by the end of the year, obviously, because of the scandals. Uh, number four, space, travel, and next internet. Uh, one of uh, 2020's most dramatic developments is the new space race. China and Russia are collaborating on a future moon base in, in uh, 2030, as well as landing a robot on an asteroid in 2024, not to be outdone. NASA announced its next 10 future astronauts in December with ambitions for a future moon mission. Private uh, space companies like SpaceX, Blue Origin, and Virgin uh, Galactic uh, all sent civilians into space in 2021, and they are all teasing the promise of a future of space tourism, which it would be kind of cool, right? Their ambitions will be getting, uh, will, will get bigger in 2022. And this will be the year that SpaceX plans to put its Starship reusable rocket and space vehicle into flight for its first missions. Uh, speaking about Starship, SpaceX CEO Elon Musk said, this is a profound resolution in access to orbit. There has never been a fully reusable orbital launch vehicle, and this is the the holy grail of space technology. It is the fundamental breakthrough that is necessary for humanity to become a space-faring civilization, as he put it. Meanwhile, SpaceX's Starlink and Blue Origin and Amazon's Project uh, Cooper uh, will launch thousands of low-orbit satellites into the atmosphere in 2022, and their mission uh, to bring fast, reliable broadband internet at a reasonable price to every corner of the of the planet is a welcome advance. But 
The side effect is tons of space debris that could disrupt uh, astronomers' telescopes, collide with spacecraft, and create massive amounts of space junk. Apparently, they've never watched the movie e- Wally. <laughs> so, I mean, besides the annoying little PSA announcement on space junk here, uh, they were right about 2022 being a banner year for space, and in particular, private companies in space. So let's look at their last one here. The the EV has arrived, they say, uh, and it means business. Electric vehicles, or EVs, are poised for a huge year in 2022 after a number of breakthroughs in 2021, including the Tesla Model 3 becoming the best-selling vehicle in Europe in September. The writing is on the wall for fossil fuel-burning vehicles. The U.S. will discontinue purchase purchases of gas-powered vehicles in 2035. The U.K. will do so by 2030, and a broader coalition of countries have set 2040 as a global date for ending fossil fuel vehicles. Musk, also the CEO of Tesla, uh, predicted that the Tesla Model Y compact SUV will become the best-selling vehicle worldwide in terms of revenue in 2022, beating out the Ford F-154 pickup and the Toyota Corolla uh, compact. But the biggest EV story in 2022 is likely to be the transition in trucks with the Chevy Silverado EV, the Ford F-150 Lightning, the Tesla Cybertruck, and the Rivian R1T dominating the headlines. Consumers should also keep in mind, and this is, again, another little PSA here, right? Should also keep in mind that a gas-powered vehicle you buy today could have its resale value drop steeply in the years ahead as demand plummets because of people transitioning away from old combustion engine technology to EVs. Wow. <laughs> I mean, how wrong would could you have been on this one, right? The EV bubble has burst, and it burst in 2022. Uh, All in all, it was a terrible year for automakers. Their their numbers just came in not long ago. It was bad, and they all lost money last year. The the auto line, and and, and get this, the auto line that was down the most in 2022, can you guess? The electric vehicle line, the EV line, was was the worst when it came to these uh, these automakers and and it, it it's just not looking good there. I mean, this was a forced thing uh, with governmental mandates and all kinds of stuff, and it is not working at this point. Uh, they said the future will will leave you with one last topic. They said you should expect to hear a lot about uh, in 2022, the metaverse. Plenty of us would love to step into a version of a holodeck from the from Star Trek, and it's hard not to, to notice the explosion of online gaming during the pandemic. But let's keep our metaverse expectations low for 2022. A lot of work needs to be done to better build virtual reality headsets and ecosystems of truly immense visual worlds. Uh, if if we get a few encouraging glimpses of the metaverse in 2022. We should count ourselves pretty happy. Well, you know, and 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 that and that they did. I mean, they they, they got that right um, because uh, you know, as 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 Facebook changed their name to Meta to reflect the company's focus, 
uh, it, it, it didn't really go well for them. <laughs> I mean, they are hemorrhaging money right now and have, um, have to put, um, you know, their, their plans kind of on hold somewhat for their expansion into this area. It's, uh, they have had to, again, lay off a lot of people in this area because it's just not going well. Um, and they've, they've, they've admitted so. Uh, so, so, so we have seen how difficult it is to predict the future. You never know what's going to be impactful, what impactful things will happen both here in this country and around the world. And I myself, I tend to be an optimist. So, you know, the, 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 the clouds of my, uh, uh, you know, th- this really clouds my, my ability to predict what will happen. But, but let's, let's try our hand at it, shall we? How about prediction number one? The economy will continue to be in recession this year, and in fact, it will probably get even worse. I mean, some of the main reasons that the economy has taken a turn for the worst is that our federal government pumped trillions, yes, I said trillions with a T, into our economy. And of course, this is money that we don't have. So we had to, to either borrow it or print it like, it like there's no tomorrow, and this created artificially high demand for things such, you know, just just about anything because people suddenly had money. But the but on the other hand of of the supply and demand equation was that that we we were having issues on the other end. China, who we have, you know, really China's been our our manufacturing manufacturer for the world uh, for years now. And it, it's not doing well. China is not doing well since their release of COVID uh, from Wuhan. Uh, on, on top of this, the, the Biden administration has made it more and more expensive to ship things from one place to another. I mean, their, their war on oil and other fossil fuels has, has skyrocketed energy prices, and that makes everything just simply more expensive. So, you know, making things even worse, the, 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 the high... Uh, inflation rates and, and inflation levels. I mean, the, the Fed has doubled the interest rates and, and is showing really no signs of slowing down at this point. They will probably simply just simply overcorrect and make things even worse. So in short, don't expect things to get to get better anytime soon with our economy, I mean, especially since we have you know a liberal of a president and a Senate um, it, it's just, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't look like. So prediction number two, the Republican party civil war will continue to cause problems. So you see that the democratic party went through a civil war not long ago and the extreme leftist side of the party won. I mean, gone are the days of the Reagan, Reagan Democrat that, that was more of, of a centrist than a, than a partisan Democrat. The, the Republican Party is is going through a similar war right now. And there is a fight within the party of who is going to control it. You know, will it continue to be the establishment types that are less concerned with ideology and more concerned with power? Or will it be the conservative right that is devoted to seeing conservative policies put into place? These two sides of the same party are at war and because of this, the party will be less effective than they should be. And as, as a side note to this, it, it will also be interesting to see how the struggle will play out between President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. 
there there are many that think that Trump's time has come and gone as a viable candidate. Many think that someone like DeSantis, who is not the, the populist that Trump is and is more of an ideologue, would have a better chance at winning in 2024. So it'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on that and how that plays out in the coming year. And prediction number three, there will be two trends for companies. Big companies will continue to show how woke they are, and small companies will not want to do that. <laughs> Let me explain. Because of the ESG, the, the Environmental, Social, and Governance score and the movement uh, that companies uh, are, are doing, and, and really it's even coming down to a personal thing. We, we've done podcasts on this. You can go back and listen. Um, but the companies will need to virtual signal their wokeness in order to get loans and grants and financing. Uh, this will continue to be a bigger and a bigger thing for these companies. Now, on the other hand, the economy is, it, it's the way that the economy is going, the companies will be hurting to do business. So big companies will be looking for funding from banks and, and, uh, and, you know, particularly lenders that only loan to, to woke companies, but small companies that have a hard time getting financing will not have the luxury of alienating over, you know, half of their customer base. So they're going to want to not do that. So that gets us to prediction number four, artificial intelligence will play a more significant role in society than before. And there will be chain uh, uh, challenges to that with the launching of chat GPT, AI will not only play a greater role in our lives, but it highlights some issues that we will have to deal with. Many are having fun, uh, you know, with the AI generated pictures and paintings and things like that. But with the paintings being so good, how will human artists survive? <laughs> I mean, how will they get credit for their work when an AI can generate something that's just as good? Colleagues and universities will also find it harder and harder to keep their students honest. When you can when you can ask something like Chat uh, GPT to create an essay on almost anything, and it looks just as good, if not better, than an essay created by a human, how can you keep students from cheating? And th there will be some real neat and cool things that can be created and run by a brain bigger than ours, and 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 it will take some time to continue to refine this technology, but. But it is here now, and, and we will have to continue to deal with the, the good and the bad of it. For example, you know, cloud technologies will redefine sports as we know them, uh, as it uh, predicts the percentages of certain plays and moves and things like that. Or, or um, you know, uh, simulated wor worlds will uh, reinvent ways that, that we, can, we can experiment with things like safety crashing of virtual cars. Uh, to collect data instead of, you know, crashing real ones, things like that. Um, and then there's the problem that comes with the fact that no one, um, no matter how intelligent an, an, an AI system is, it truly does not really create anything. I mean, it just takes in what is input into it by some somebody. Um, and But real creation of, of art or, or, or the like comes from human brains. And a heavy reliance on AI will not be good for long-term, uh, you know, human existence because it, it can't think outside the box, so to speak. 
Uh, all right, here's here's another one. We will continue to give free money to Ukraine and China. Uh, will invade Taiwan. I, I'm predicting both of these two things. We will continue to give money to Ukraine, and it fights back as it fights back against uh, you know Russia and its invasion of the country. And this is not entirely bad, though. It, it actually the the actual percentage of money that we're giving to Ukraine right now out of the military budget is only five and a half percent. And and for that relatively small amount of money, the Russian military has been deeply affected. What is not going to happen anytime soon, though, is an ending strategy to the conflict. There there should be one, but it would it would take Biden uh, wanting to be the bad guy, so to speak, telling Ukraine that they can't have all of their you know initial land back. But Biden is too weak to do that. And, and, and Russia is not going to leave without something to show for their efforts and sacrifices. So we're just going to continue on down this road. But in the same way, with Biden being such a weak leader, China will take advantage and will invade Taiwan. This will be a major deal. And it will be because we as a nation will not have the backbone to stop it. All right, let's let's look our, at, our, at our last one. Prediction number six. Other stupid predictions will not come true. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a few predictions recently, and there's just no way, right? Uh, there there are predictions out there that are absolutely ridiculous. Ones like since uh, the Mayan calendar did not uh, you know end the world in 2012, well that means that 2023 will have a major calamity or something like that, right? That's not going to happen, right? <laughs> and another prediction is by Dmitry Med, uh, Medvedev, who is the uh, deputy chairman in the Security Council of Russia. And he said that the U.S. will have a civil war and Texas and California will break away with California signing an agreement with Mexico. He, he also predicted that Elon Musk, get this, would be then elected president of, of, of our new nation. Well, first of all, th- this is just ridiculous on his face. Texas and California don't see eye to eye on anything, let alone being on the same side of a civil war. So we know that one's not true. But anyway, you, you might disagree with it. I would love to hear, and I would love to hear your predictions. You can always go to UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.